And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by nuts. Just, just nuts. And as you look down, it looks like there's more than one story below this building. I put pictures of it on Instagram. You notice that the pictures have been taken down from Instagram. I was playing with Sparky in the backyard and and this big monster came and 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 he took Sparky. So the lights are off in the library. On the left-hand side of the drinking fountain, there is a little hole that looks like it might be for a key. There is a huge conspiracy board. You have stumbled onto what probably is a hunter's hideout. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's going to go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. See, maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Elaine, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. But you are all located in the basement of the library. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to say, well, apparently that Vic uh, was a, some kind of conspiracy nut pointing at the conspiracy board. Maybe I shouldn't say nut. We're all conspiracy nuts. <laughs> a fellow conspiracy-minded uh, individual. Indeed. And I, I look up from my book to look at the board because I was a little fixated on finding out what this creature was and see my picture on there. And I'm just curious what I notice. Bruce the zombie got hungry at the mention of nuts and he's looking for nuts. (laughs) Our little vegetarian zombie. (laughs) Is Susan looking at the conspiracy board? I am looking at the conspiracy board and see my picture and Beth's picture and Bruce's picture. And I'm, yeah, I want to know what I see. Okay, so why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Investigate is sharp, right? 11, 12, 13. Yes. Oh, a 13? Awesome. So you get to... Oh, I get to ask whatever I want. Yes. 
Well, I guess it's kind of along the lines of what is being concealed here. I just want to see what, if, if we're on a conspiracy board, what is the relevance of our pictures in connection with the larger mystery as far as Vic sees it? You see a connection leading from you to Bruce. You also see a connection leading from Beth to Bruce. Like the way it's set up is kind of there's little clusters of information. So obviously they've grouped things into different categories. And so in your little cluster, there's a picture of your veterinary office. There's a picture of your father. There is a picture of your sister. And I think that's about it. Remind me who disappeared. Didn't you have a disappearance? No, my father and my sister both died mysteriously. Okay, so it has an obituary there. It has kind of maybe an article or two that came out in the local paper about their death. So that's there. There's a little bit less information on Beth's cluster. It does show both the coffee shop and Stanley Auto. And then Bruce is just kind of lots of different pictures of him, most probably taken from his Instagram. (laughs) Bruce the zombie looks at the board, hoping maybe there is um, some clue as to who his father is. The only two connections that you see are, well, there's a, to a couple of other people maybe that you've had interactions with in the city, but really the only thing as far as information goes is pictures of you. There might even be like a little question mark. Bruce the zombie gets gets a little emotional and kicks the, the floor or something and walks away. And Susan finds some nuts in her bag and Bruce runs back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zeke, do you want to do anything in this space? Well, Zeke is sad that his picture's not on the board. Is he sad about that? No, I guess he's kind of pleased. (laughs) This way, uh, he can continue under the radar. Zeke actually does notice that there is a large section, maybe just above center, that is a bunch of articles about Cryptocore, his father's picture is up there his grandfather's picture is up there but you can see that where they don't have information they've put like those blank profile picture pictures like just the silhouette of a person with a question mark in it so there are several of those like littered around the board and there is one or two in the cryptocore section okay shall i read what it says about my family history It's really nothing that you probably wouldn't know. It's newspaper articles, but it does look like there is a line from Cryptocore to every other chunk of information that they've pulled together. So there is one leading to Beth's little corner. There is one leading to Susan's little corner. There is one leading to Bruce's little montage of pictures. There's a picture of Lou there with a string going to it. There is a picture of Christian Winter. The PR guy is in the cluster that has to do with CryptoCore. Anything else you guys are specifically looking for? No, but I kind of turned to to Zeke and I said, well, now y'all know about my dad and and my sister and how I have a lot of questions about them. I don't see you on the board, Zeke, but I feel like you could be. Could you tell us if you were on the board, what would it say about you? I don't feel I know enough about about you. Uh, Employee of the month, I think, would be my title. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have a special parking space. Yeah, Zeke doesn't want to reveal too much yet about his whole 
concerns about his family and the history, but he does share that, you know, he grew up at the facility and has his suspicions about maybe not all as, as it seems. Okay. Well, I knew you back in high school, and you definitely have changed somewhat. And if there's ever anything I can do, I have some resources back at the back at the clinic. So let me know. Bruce offers him some nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke rushes back. Donovan, how about you? Anything that you'd like to specifically look at? Um. You know, I'd like to look for any kind of clues as to did Vic have any enemies and try to get an idea why why they got taken away. Okay, so go ahead and, and roll Investigate a Mystery. All right. Uh, which, what do I add to it? Sharp. Okay, uh, eight. You would see on the board as as kind of an outside observer because you don't know a lot of the people on this board necessarily. Mm-hmm. A lot of this probably is new to you. You zero in on something that you do recognize, which is a picture of Robert Hagbard. And there's like a red circle around him. And next to it, there is a Illuminati symbol. There is a little scribbled note that says something along the lines of who's he working for question mark and that's the thing that stands out to you because you you do recognize him where you wouldn't necessarily recognize other people because you just haven't been in town long enough there is a picture of karen up there there's a picture of mason and his girlfriend hers is a cheerleader picture his is his like football posed picture so yeah, that's where you are. That's what you see. Is there like a computer anywhere in this basement place? Something we could like research, hack? Yeah, there probably is like a laptop or two around. They're not necessarily like really high tech. They're obviously just kind of more practical, but you can certainly give it a try and see if there's anything on there. Bruce the zombie would like to put his hoodie up, go full on Mr. Robot style, and uh, attempt to <laughs> access the computer for any information that would be useful. All right, go ahead and roll a, an investigate a mystery. And that's going to be sharp. That is a 10. 10. Okay, so you can ask two questions. So, yeah, the questions are what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it hurt? Where did it go? What was it going to do, or what is being concealed here? What is being concealed here? This whole room is concealed, but we already found that. <laughs> okay. Never mind. I thought maybe there was something else we were missing. <laughs> when you open up the computer, you're you're going through files. It's not really encrypted. I think the, the first line of defense that they were going with was the fact that you're just not going to find this place. If you want to make a, a leap it would make me make sense that Vic wanted you guys to find this place because otherwise they wouldn't have given you a key. But I would say the information on the computer is mostly different conspiracy theory websites. If your character has followed conspiracy theories, then you recognize that most of them are the more legit sites. There's a couple of sites that look like they've been visited briefly, but dismissed as not being really relevant Was my order one of the sites that you went to a lot? Actually, I would say, Donovan, your your order's symbol is probably up on the conspiracy board, but it doesn't have a lot around it. Oh. 
Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> so nothing like crucial getting pulled off the computer to help us with our no. history. Yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of information, but it doesn't necessarily give you an idea of where they were going because it looks like uh, what I can tell you is it looks like they haven't necessarily put all the pieces together. So what you're seeing is brainstorming and trying to get their mind around what's going on, but they haven't necessarily gotten any leads yet. Do we have any sense who they is? If you're poking around this bunker, you're going to notice that there are are four bunks and some lockers next to each of the bunks. Uh, Are you guys going to check that stuff out? Yes. Sure. I grab Beth. I'm like, Beth, let's go check this out. And since this is, I'm not going to have you guys roll for this because this is just kind of, this is the stuff you would find if you were doing a general search. And I would say one of the lockers has kind of more ratty military used clothing, a couple of baseball hats. It looks like it's probably the locker to the guy that was sitting at the counter when you first walked into Cthulhu Comics that nobody really recognized. There's a picture of him in the locker with his dog. There is probably a him holding a fish picture, since that seems to be very popular as far as pictures that people take. But that's what's in the first locker. In the second locker, you see a headshot of the redheaded guy that you also didn't recognize that was at Cthulhu Comics. It is... A relatively Spartan locker. There's some nice clothes, but it looks like clothes for kind of any outfit you could possibly. Like there's a there's a really nice suit in there. There is, I don't know, something that would be like if you were going out to a club. There's like like higher fashion clothing in there. So that's there. All men's clothing. All men's clothing. There is a picture of the guy that you recognize from Cthulhu Comics with another guy and his arms around that guy. So it looks like they're either really good friends or related in some way, maybe even um, together. A pick of three people or two people? Uh, Two people. So it's the redheaded guy and then another gentleman. I would even go so far as to say that Zeke would probably recognize them as a couple. It's a gratuitous pool party pick. (laughs) Probably at like Fire Island or Palm Springs. My sound cut out there. You said what people were in this that are the couple? Sure. There are two guys nobody recognized at Cthulhu Comics. One was a guy with like a baseball cap and like Ray-Bans, a kind of tougher, bigger guy. And he was at the front. He was obviously the first locker that you guys see. Picture of him with his dog, him with a fish, just kind of... He looks like kind of an outdoorsy kind of guy. The second one, this guy is all about fashion. It looks like he has a picture of a what's probably his boyfriend. They're kind of at poolside. There's other guys in the background. Um, There are shoes. There, There are more shoes here than in any of the other lockers. The third one, Beth would recognize some pictures of Winnie. And there's some college textbooks. There are pictures of her with what appears to be maybe her grandmother. There is a sketchbook, but 
if you open up the sketchbook, it's not like pictures of people or pictures. It looks like somebody's sketching out design plans of cars and motorcycles. And uh, Beth would probably know that Winnie is Winnie's into into cars. She's not a mechanic by default. She's a mechanic because she's excited about it. She likes that kind of stuff. And then the last locker is Vic's locker. There are outfits that we would categorize as both masculine and feminine. Most of them tend to be a little bit more on the provocative side. There is a little bit of a glasses collection that that's kind of the fashion that Vic uses to express themselves with. Bruce the zombie gets all up in that. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying on all the glasses. (laughs) Bruce the zombie would like to take a pair. Okay. Describe the glasses that he takes. Like what, what type of glasses would attract Bruce to, to pull out of the locker? Would there by chance be, how about like some Top Gun uh, glasses? Aviator. Yeah, aviator. Thank you. Yes, there are absolutely aviator glasses. Swiped. <laughs> now, if he puts those on, he will notice that there's quite a prescription for these. These are like, these probably qu- cost quite a bit because to get aviator glasses with a prescription was probably not cheap, but that they definitely have a, a pretty strong prescription to them. Bruce sees the world for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> probably with his decaying eyes, it probably isn't too bad. It probably helps. <laughs> I was about to ask, how is that perception? <laughs> Did you do it subtly? like, Or could we all see it? Does Bruce do anything subtly? <laughs> no, Bruce is not subtle. When he wants something, he goes for it. <laughs> um, uh, ex- excuse me, that that doesn't belong to you, zombie man. <laughs> Bruce takes the glasses and kind of pulls them down a little bit and stares at you and then just puts the glasses back up and ignores you. I, I'll admit they look very good on you, but <laughs> the, you, these these people might might come back and want their stuff. We shouldn't we shouldn't just take things. Um, Bruce the zombie walks away and pretends he didn't hear you. <laughs> I pull a twenty a twenty dollar bill and put it in the locker, <laughs> and write on it. Sorry, Vic. In Vic's locker, you you see that there is a person. Like, there's a picture of them with somebody. They look very like they they are obviously related, and it is a woman, maybe maybe Vic's sister. But it is definitely somebody that they are related to. And so that is that is basically what you find. I mean, you find like little personal effects, but nothing that kind of stands out. I mean, there's deodorant, there's toiletries. These are not people who spend a lot of time on luxury. Even the outfits look like they are there for a purpose. Winnie's are very grease-stained, lots of very practical denim overalls coveralls the first one it looks like you know a lot of hiking gear kind of just outdoorsy stuff the two that are most most fashionable would be the the redheaded gentleman who it it even looks like i don't this is gonna date me so i don't know if anybody other than matt and i will know this reference thank you (laughs) it almost kind of reminds you of face from the a-team where it's kind of like an outfit for every possible social situation you could possibly think of. 
I don't know if you guys remember A Team, but but Face was the guy who went in and did like the reconnaissance and did all the socializing and hobnobbing to get information. And this might even be evident from any interactions people had with Vic. But Vic's looks like their outfits are just to to shock, just to kind of be out there. And they're big bold colors, and they're they're very revealing and just kind of very intense and loud. And I am here. This doesn't seem like a Baghdad kind of an outfit. So that does raise some questions. Where is Vic wearing all of these fabulous clothes to? Because last I checked, there wasn't a huge uh, dance club in downtown Baghdad. So so that raises my curiosity a little bit. Anybody who knows Vic, and it sounds like quite a few of you do, is loud and proud. And so their bag kind of is shock value. So out of all of these lockers, this one looks like their their clothing is meant to not blend in. Would Vic be the type of person who would uh, give a friend a pair of his really nice expensive glasses just out of the kindness of his heart? They probably would. Any interactions, you know, they are out there. They are, you know, loud and proud. They, you know, you never know if you're going to walk into the library and see them in kind of a conservative type suit with some really crazy colored tie, or there's been times that you've walked in and it's been like a tutu and a boa. Like they, they just, that's how they express themselves. What feeling do I have today? Let me express that in clothing. And, and many people in Baghdad are not thrilled by this. This is not something that they are comfortable with, but Vic has a damn good library collection and is a kick-ass librarian. And the, the mayor on multiple occasions has said in, in side conversations, you know, you might not agree with their lifestyle, but they add value to Baghdad. White, the treasure trove they've stumbled upon. Hi, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll, and I want to welcome you back to our Monster of the Week campaign, What Is Not? We got another comment this week. Shorl on Twitter said, Haven't been a fan of Monster of the Week before, but I'm really enjoying What Is Not. Yay! So glad we could make it enjoyable for you. Thank you so much for listening. If I'm not mistaken, I think Shorl is coming to us from the Girls Gone Wow community because Raven, one of the hosts on the podcast, plays in the Cautious Optimism campaign. So if you haven't listened to Cautious Optimism, things are really starting to heat up over there. So make sure you go check that out. And speaking of places you can find us, many of our players are on other podcasts. Katie, who plays Beth, is on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. Todd, who plays Donovan, is on The Nerdberg Review. And, of course, Todd and Drew, who plays Bruce the Zombie, are the other two GMs on As the Dice Roll. You can find me on the Geek2Dude podcast, and we just celebrated our 200th episode! So if you're curious about that podcast, it's a great place to start because we go over the last 199 episodes and talk about all the milestones and running jokes. It was a really fun episode to record, and I really hope you check it out. All of these podcasts can be found on the Geek2Geek Media Network. And from now through the 31st of May, we are throwing the Geek2Geek Media Spring Fever Party. So check out all the games, the giveaways, and the live streams going on over at geek2geekmedia.com. Now, what is not is a conspiracy setting. So we want to know what your theories are. Obviously, we know what kind of monster we're tracking, but there's a lot more going on in Baghdad than the Jersey Devil. 
Who are these hunters, and why did they take Robert Hagbard? And I like to hide Easter eggs in my games, so let me know if you spot any. You can email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or like Shorl, you can connect with us on Twitter at asthedicerollrp, and we're also on Instagram at asthedicerole. We have a voice message option. Hop onto our anchor site or the website at asthedicerollcast.com. Click on the message link and say hello. We just want to hear from you. And I may even play your audio during these wonderful intermissions. And finally, make sure to hop over to the dedicated As The Dice Roll channel on the geek to geek Media Network Slack. You can find the link on the geek to geek Media website at geek to geekmediacom under Contact Us. And that's also where you can find the geek to geek Media Discord server. We'd love to hear from you. That's it for me for now. Let's check out where the hunters investigate next after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. Is there any hint as to where else they might have taken Robert Hagbard? Like, is there any clue as to where they might have another hideout? There is no clue as to any sort of other location. This this looks pretty stocked and well self-contained. I feel like we need to figure out the connection here with the Jersey Devil. Like, what brought the Jersey Devil to Baghdad? They don't have a good hockey team. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling it has something to do with those basements you and Bruce could not get down to, Zeke. Mm. Because isn't that where the Jersey Devil was headed, was to Cryptocore? Yes. You know, I pulled that book out um, that I had been looking at because I I am thinking about Sparky and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wanting to find Sparky for Cormac and and I'm just trying to f- figure out um, as a matter of fact I have a like a dark past um, move I can trawl through my memories for something relevant for the, the case at hand can I can I roll for that absolutely <laughs> okay well I got a four and a zero so can I use a luck to to make that a you got a zero I got a four and a zero for weird because I have to add weird oh. to it and I don't okay. have I have zero for weird. Yeah, if you want to use a luck, you can bump that up to a twelve. What does it say you can do on a twelve? Well, it just says ten plus. I can ask two questions from the list, but when I use a luck, there's that expert special. When I spend a luck, I'll discover something happening now that is related to something I was involved in years ago, which. Which is, it could be directly due to my actions, or maybe somebody else is dabbling in the same area, but actually that kind of connects with this move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the move asks the question. So I guess if I want to ask two questions, one is, 
because this has something to do with my memories. When I dealt with this creature, and this might be something I blocked out, but when I dealt with this creature or one of its kind in the past, what did I learn? From everything, all the evidence that you've gotten so far, you have somewhere in there had to or seen that your dad fought some sort of demon. And you do know that demons in general do not do well with anything considered holy or sacred. It does not necessarily have to be of a specific religion. It just needs to be faith-based. So you definitely know that things categorized in the demon category tend to be weakest to things that are magical, especially if they are holy. Would Vic's clothing collection be considered holy to Vic? <laughs> you know what? I would I would go so far as to say yes, yes, because Vic probably worships at the shrine at the shrine of Vic. So Bruce the zombie would like to get a post-it note because he he's actually feeling guilty after Donovan kind of you know gave him some questioning. He's going to leave a note saying borrowed holy attire for battle with potential demon uh will pay back with hugs and kisses love bruce the zombie <laughs> nice you just asked one question right yeah are you gonna hold the other one or are you gonna ask the other one that okay i know i'm gonna ask it who do who do i know who can help us right now you haven't checked back in with the online community that you and Donovan are part of. So I would say at this point in time, they've probably come back with a little bit more information. So on your Discord channel, you see, give me a, I, I, I know some people don't like this, but I, I think it's fun. Give me a handle that would be on your Discord. Somebody that is constantly on there. Probably like Buffy fan 17 <laughs> Love it. Buffy fan 17. I already know who this character is. <laughs> I have that in my mind. So Buffy fan 17 comes back and I was like, okay, so sounds like you have a Jersey devil on your hands and it goes into the description of what the Jersey devil is. The basics are the Jersey devil is a cryptid, which means it is a creature that is rumored to exist in a certain area that is propagated by folklore and people having, um, you know, kind of perpetuating the story of this creature. And the way the story goes is that there was a woman who practiced witchcraft and supposedly she made a deal with the devil and when she did um the child that she was carrying was born but it was not human it was the jersey devil and for decades the and i would even say maybe a, a century or so people in new jersey have talked about this creature that is occasionally spotted and it's got wings and it is some people say it breathes gaseous smells some people say it breathes fire some say it's in, indestructible, but these are all the kind of rumors that have been propagated over the years by the Jersey Devil cryptid conspiracy. Matt, being from New Jersey yourself, is there anything I'm missing? Eating children. Does it eat children? And puppies. <laughs> he likes to see... 
he certainly scares children and is often found in the woods and the forest and will kind of creep around at night, especially if you're camping or hanging out or playing outdoors. So does that mean we'd likely find him in the forest? Yes. Well, he's known to inhabit the Pine Barrens, a large forested area in South Jersey. New Jersey does have trees, by the way. <laughs> Baghdad does not. <laughs> Perhaps we should uh, stake out the local playground and uh, wait to see if the Jersey Devil shows up. I don't see any problem with us, uh, you know, hiding in the woods with binoculars staring at the playground. No, I think that's what most people do on weekday afternoons. <laughs> Bruce the zombie would like to uh, send a text to uh, Lou the sheriff to let him know what we're planning on doing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mate, we're just going to be chilling, looking at the playground. No worries here. We're protecting the children, really, from the monsters. There are are no red flags. (laughs) I'm sure the parents will thank us. Is the New Jersey devil driving a white van with um, (laughs) (laughs) offering candy to the children's? Oh boy. Now, Susan, your special luck move is that when you use a point of luck, you gain knowledge about something that's going on that might apply to your current situation. Correct? Yes. Okay, so with your luck points spent, you can, and don't forget you you marked uh, experience on that roll. You remember either from your own experience or for your father's notes that for a while now, there has been rumors that CryptoCore has been pulling in weird shipments from all over the world. And so this would maybe explain what those rumors or ideas were. Like maybe what they're bringing in are weird creatures from various different places. Okay. And now one has gotten loose and it's threatening puppies and potentially playground children. So, (laughs) so I turn to everyone and I say, we have to get this guy. (laughs) There are puppies in danger. I don't know about you. Donovan, do you have some kind of magical orb that can help us? It might be asking too much of the spiritual world to uh, just reveal the exact location of the beast that we're hunting. Um, Magic has never been that helpful in my experience. (laughs) Is that some kind of big magic we can do? Find out where this is. Maybe I could do uh, some kind of big magic ritual to try to reveal its location i'm i'm sure that's going to be really difficult yeah i mean i think i think there are other things that you might be able to do because yeah big magic tends to take a little bit longer than than what is immediately necessary yeah like i have to set up a scene with candles and like chanting cantations for hours or days or whatever to get something like that as i understand it Maybe what we ought to do is, it's, it sounds like we need to go back to Cryptocore at some point and see if we can't, maybe see if there are any other creatures hidden somewhere. Maybe we need to do a nighttime. The word is escaping me. We definitely have to explore those basements at some point. I turned to Beth and I was like, Beth, have you ever hunted any kind of creature like this before? Um, No. <laughs> what do you think we should do? I don't know. <laughs> 
What is what is Beth's um, special moves? Like, what does she have? I have been around the block where you discover that you need some particular item or knowledge to defeat your current opponent. Okay. I've got my hunter's journal. And then I always forget the one that you told me that you added for me. Oh, um, the the special mood. Instead of using magic, it's, um, I think, something about grit. Like you're allowed yeah, to like, um, like go with your gut. Oh, you do something weird instead of something magic? Is that it? Yeah. We're using the alternate special moves in the Tome of Mysteries expansion. So you took Trust Your Gut, which says uh, when you consult your instincts about what to do next, roll plus weird. And then that might give you guys a little bit more information to go on. So you want to give that a, a roll? Hold Yes, I can. Once I find dice to roll. Sorry. <laughs> I got an eight. And I don't have any weird, I don't think. No, I have zero. Okay, so on a seven to nine, the keeper will tell you a general direction to go. Take plus one forward as you explore that. So all your rolls moving forward until you get to whatever destination you decide to go to will be plus one. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Based on all of her experience, Beth is like, what are the places around here that a 10 foot tall demon creature could possibly hide? The playground? The, the playground. <laughs> Nobody is running around <laughs> in the middle of the street uh, screaming. So he's probably not in town proper. But you do know that there are a lot of caves to the south of Baghdad because Baghdad's kind of between two mountain ranges. And pretty close to the other side of Cryptocor is where there used to be old mines and things. So that kind of gives you an idea that there might be something there. If you're gonna if something's gonna hide, that would probably be a good place to start. Okay, to the mines. <laughs> Next time on What Is Not. When we get out of the car, this golden retriever um, bounds on to Bruce. I love it. Emoji the dog. It was a creature that just flew out of the sky and picked up the car and tossed it. Oh, it was terrible. It was just terrible. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.